When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. Welcome to the weekly chat number 28. Hello, movie friends. Hope you had a great week so far. Welcome back to the weekly chat. Hey, Jim. Hey, James. How we doing? Hey, Ant. Hey, Anthony. I'm doing great. There's a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, if you haven't seen Black Adam, I'm sure you've heard the news. I'm not going to... I mean, I feel like this isn't a spoiler, but in case you don't want to well, know. Well, yeah, everyone's all over the social media. Yeah. Henry Cavill's over. back as Superman. Man of Steel. There was the post-credit scene in Black Adam. He also posted a selfie video, which was terrific to see. So glad to see that. But also now, James Gunn and Peter Safran just got announced as like the new... Heads of the DC film and TV departments, which is really interesting as well. Now, James Gunn obviously made the Suicide Squad, but he made all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. But and then Peter Safran has been producing like all of the Annabelle films and also produced the Suicide Squad with him. So now they got actual leaders to go forward with the new DC EU. I think there's a smart choice because Gunn is such a passionate comic book lover, which is one of the reasons why he got the Guardians job. I did some research. Like um, back when we did an episode on it and, you know, he his pitch for them was extremely passionate and he's apparently like an avid collector. And I think that maybe one of the reasons why Warner Brothers has been misstepping is because the people they've been putting in charge aren't comic book lovers. No way. Whereas Marvel has had Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige is a famous comic book nerd, avid reader, collector worked his way up in the company and just has a flat out incredible passion for comic books, which is why it was put into the film so well. It was so much accuracy and love for the characters. So I suppose that Warner Brothers was looking for people in that regard who had the same kind of love for that storytelling in the history of the comics to spearhead their department going forward. So I think they're a great choice. Yeah, so they'll be the co-chairs and co-CEOs of DC Studios. Hopefully they can realize that the audiences and the fans want things that are in a different direction than what they were going with previously. Obviously, we talk, we'll talk about this more in depth in our episode tomorrow on Black Adam. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned for that if you check that movie out, which, again, to put in perspective, that's the old management of DC and DC Studios. But moving on from that... We had, we had a funny mishap the other day. What happened on the show? Uh, for, so oh yeah, the post somehow an export that I did, it didn't work out, and the exported project was actually just your side of the episode. That's all anyone wants to see, anyways. Just man. your camera with the crappy audio. No, it had the good audio. Was it good audio with just my, yeah. my shot? And so um, when it was uploaded to YouTube, all it was was just your shot unedited from like the first two minutes where we're setting up. And just waiting for the oh, cameras. Like you, could... <laughs> You're, you were literally sitting there just like you had turned the camera on. And then we were doing like the sound check. And then we just do like little little chit chat from 
we just wait for things. We do room noise. And so it was like two minutes of you just sitting in the chair before we even started talking. And it was like 28 minutes. Some people watched it all the way through, but I think most people watched a few minutes and then DM'd us or hit us up saying, hey, I think this is a little off. Yeah, that was a bit of an error that we made. It's so first time this ever happened. I think so too in terms of like a full export being the incorrect version. Well, it was so weird. It was so weird. I've never seen it like that before. I've never experienced me that. Me neither. Me neither. Must have been something going on with Premiere. Good old Premiere. Good old Premiere. But your, it was funny. Your voice is kind of scratchy. You got a little, a little cold going on or something over there? Well, I just You're had like, some spicy meatballs. Oh, some that, spicy yeah. meatballs did this to you. <laughs> that might be why. Classic spicy threw meatballs. There were a lot of red chili flakes in them. Scratchy throat. Anthony, you're, yeah, your voice sounds a little weak, man. It sounds also, a, uh, it's a little cold. It's been a little cold lately. Yeah, it's, it's been, been chilly. It's been wonderful. It's yeah. been sweater weather and sweatpants I like weather. it cold. I like wearing sweatpants. I like wearing sweatshirts and, and hoodies and crew necks and coats and warm socks. I like not sweating constantly. Speaking of crew necks, everyone knows that like long sleeve crew neck that we have in the weekly chat photo. It's yeah. it's embroidered. So we're we're work we're going to try to be putting those up for sale because we don't really push the merch that often onto the audience and the fans and everything, but that one's been heavily requested by people the long sleeve yeah. black crew neck with the stitched Raiders of the Lost podcast logo. So we're working with somebody right now. We're going to get some samples in of somebody who could potentially make and ship them locally from their area to around the world so hopefully that works out so that people can actually get the crew neck stitched embroidered version of that shirt that we have because i love it it's my more it's my favorite sweater to wear and so i know a lot of you always ask if, it, if we have it up anywhere but that's we don't. awesome i didn't know you were doing that that's that's so cool yeah that's uh, a great a friend of the show jack yeah. hit us up he's we, he's gonna send some samples in and uh -huh. he might make some merch for us that's great because uh, a fan made those for us, and so it's we can't get them produced on our website that we use for merch. They only do printing only, so the stitching hasn't been possible yet. They only stitch on hats. They only stitch on hats. The company we work with, and most pretty much all the the press, the printing slash shipping merchandise companies, they all just do mostly printing, and the only stitching they'll ever do is on hats. Yeah, and I don't know if we talked about this. Did we talk about this last week about? doing a live show soon yep so we're starting yeah. to narrow down our locations and we are just uh, got a proposal from the roxy in hollywood los angeles for january 21st so right now that's looking like the date for our live show that you can come check out in person so everyone if you want to come visit us in los angeles january 21st 2023 is looking like the date right now it's not officially confirmed but we're gonna go take a tour this week to check it out and also, if you can't make it in person, we will be broadcasting it live on a live stream where you can get a digital ticket and watch and enjoy the show, the live experience, as well as everyone else that's there. And we'll interact with you online at the same time, real time, if you're watching digitally somewhere around the world. And it's going to be at noon so that everyone in the world can tune in if you're in the UK. Noon Pacific time. Yeah, noon Pacific time in the UK. It'll be, I think, the... It'll be 10 p.m. in the evening. The UK. Then Australia will be the morning. So yep. we, we narrowed it down to January 21st at noon is most likely the date so that everyone has a chance to watch live as it's going on. And we have a really cool plan. We're working out the show, and we're going to make it very interactive for both the audience and the live streamers. And it's not going to be like just a typical episode. We're going to have a lot of fun and do different things. And so we have high hopes for it. Yeah, we just going to be a great we time. We brainstorm a bunch of stuff of what to do. If yeah. anyone has any ideas of what you want to see. We definitely are going to do a roast. Yeah, another, another roast. We'll do a roast. So we'll, we'll ask everyone at a specific time to send in roasts. Maybe everyone send Anthony roasts of me and, every, and everyone else send roasts of Anthony to Yeah, to that me. worked out, yeah. 
I mean, so everyone send roasts of me to Anthony. Yeah. And everyone send roasts of Anthony to me. Correct. Yeah. That's the way I should word it. So that like the other person's not prepared, but also so we can filter through them and make sure that they're, you know, not highly offensive <laughs> and like we're improper, like very terrible things to say on a stage in a live stream. So we got to vet them, of course. We can't just react to them yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to read them without spoiling them yeah, is what you're exactly. getting at. Yeah. But uh, we got to make sure that, you know, <laughs> I know, I know. My cast of good was in the, yeah, in, yeah. the in the works, so that that could be a lot of fun. But I don't know all, all sorts of other things. Maybe some movie games. Also, I was thinking about like a spinning wheel with topics on it. On it, whatever it lands on, we have to talk about oh, that's with, cute. like a movie topic, that's cute, like yeah. a Christopher Nolan in time or uh-huh. this and that, like Morbius, a whole bunch. Yeah, exactly. That'd be super funny. And like whatever it lands on, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh-huh. Like a giant spinning wheel. I like that. That's a good idea. I think that'd be cool. That's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Pretty. I think it'd be fun to do some uh, trivia contest too, like and uh, call two people up from the audience to do a quick uh, three question trivia, and then the winner gets some merch, something, something. like that. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll. I think we'll have like we should make merch for like the live event, like specific to it, which would be really cool. Oh yeah, nice, good idea. But we'll yeah, be like I, a we'll be like a band. I think it would be really cool. It's 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 an expensive ordeal to rent out a venue, but of this yeah, let's kind that of we're venue, learning. Yeah. But I think it'll be worth it, and I think. I mean, if, if we get enough ticket sales in person, that would be great because that would pretty much pay for most of it. If we can sell like 100 to 150 tickets in person, that would be incredible. Super helpful, yeah. That, that would be would, awesome. Like the in-person tickets will be a little more expensive than online. Online will probably be about... But still very... They're all going to be super yeah, cheap. Yeah, probably about $15 yeah. online. And then we're thinking it's probably going to be about $40 to $50 in person. The venue's... It's gonna cost almost 10k yeah. for us to rent it, so we're hoping to sell like for the live stream too. Yeah, we're hoping yeah. to sell 150 tickets in person to like pay for the majority of the venue, and then if we can sell more, that'd be great because it will have a 250 person capacity at yeah. the venue in Hollywood, at the Roxy, and then hopefully we can sell plenty online that will it'll pay for the venue. And if we break even, I'll be happy. I have high hopes. I have hopefully, high hopes. Hopefully break even. We'll see. <laughs> if not, we're, we're going to take a hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth a shot, though. It's worth a shot. Yeah, because it's going to be a great test of whether we can do live shows like around the country. And like even like I would love to go to London and do a live show. We have a ton of fans in the UK. We have fans in Ireland and Scotland and Australia, all over the place. It'd be cool to do live shows all over. It would be really amazing. It would. And like we said last week, if, if the venues, if we can sell enough tickets to pay for the venues and pay for travel, break even every time, I'm totally happy to do that. I see you have a new soda brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did not go to Sprouts. <laughs> so James, the other day he goes shopping and he comes back and then he's laying out all of his cans of soda. And it's like the healthy soda he drinks. And I look at <laughs> the countertop next to the stove is covered in cans. It, and, and then I go, when's the party? <laughs> <laughs> this is the party, man. This is it. Welcome. <laughs> you drink them constantly. Like every time I look at you, you're opening a new can all day, all night <laughs> from like morning. Like you'll have it at 10 in the morning and then you have it at like 9 p.m. I don't have a soda at 10 in the morning. I've seen it. <laughs> No, I'm probably just throwing out the one that was in my room oh, the yeah, night before. Oh, yeah, 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 of course, I'm yeah. Not, I don't crack cans open at 10 a.m. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. It, well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> depends how early I got up. Exactly, it depends. <laughs> if I went for a long run and I need a soda to, like, you know, get my brain right, then I'll, I'll crack one. So you're saying you do drink them at 10 a.m.? Occasionally. Okay. But Thank I'm getting you. up at, like, 6.30. Thank you. You know? Hey, that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> hey, man, you like what you What's like? this brand? This is called Mad Vine. Mad this was Vine. at um. This was at Whole Foods. Ah, 
It's like their version of Dr. Pepper. You've just been all over the place grocery stores lately. Yeah, I've been advancing around. I stopped Sprouts, doing, Whole Foods, I stopped Trader doing, So I stopped doing Factor. So your, your pre-made meals are so done. I'm, I'm cooking all my meals now. Look at I am so proud of you. So I'm it, just, you know. Your meals have looked amazing. Thanks. I Especially did. that steak you made today. It is a tri-tip. <laughs> smelled good. I cooked a tri-tip in the air fry, fryer. Air fryer came out perfect. Perfect. I saw you sliced through it. It was nice and pink inside. Yeah, it, was, it was beautiful. It was medium rare. Just how I like it. I made some uh, tri-tip tacos out of it. But yeah, you know, I've been bouncing around the different shops. <laughs> Mostly Whole Foods and Trader Joe's so far. You know, we're week one into not doing Factor and making my own meals. Obviously, I used to cook before Factor all the time. I just took a break from cooking for like six months. <laughs> it was not that long. It was like four months probably. Your Factor stuff? Yeah. I felt like it was way longer. I think I did Because I tried it like months and months ago. I think ago. I did it 20 weeks straight or something like that. I think you did longer than that. I feel, well, actually, like I, I feel like I did it in the spring after you had been doing you it know, for you're a right. couple we, months. I was doing it before Italy. Yeah, you were doing it for a I while. I did it for like maybe five weeks yeah. before Italy, mm-hmm. and then took a break during Italy. And got oh, you, you weren't having them shipped to Italy? <laughs> <laughs> Pasta carbonara? No, thanks. I have a factory meal. I have meal. a factory meal coming. Can you please <laughs> deliver it to uh, Rome, Italy? <laughs> I have chicken with cauliflower waiting for me at, at the Airbnb. Trust Davide, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. It's a chicken broccoli dish waiting for me with a, a cauliflower mash. Man, if I, had to, if I had to eat cauliflower mash one more time, I was going to kill myself. It was... So redundant. Well, when you did factor, yeah, I just didn't like it. I got sick of it. It's it's, it's the thing. The thing is, no, what I found is, no matter what the meals were, and they were quite varied, they generally tasted the same. It's like yeah, it's like the same ingredients. <laughs> like, it's like they all tasted the same, no matter yeah. what it was. Every chicken thing tasted yeah, the same. All, like I couldn't really fa- discern a difference between this one and that one. I will say though, factor. Really high quality, great. It's, it's good, great. Yeah. Really good ingredients. It's honestly. a great. It is a great business. It's the best one in yeah. terms of quality of the food and the meals, and they have a solid selection every time. But you know, it's it's the same kind of thing. Like everyone has like their staples going out to eat for like a year straight, and then you're just sick of that restaurant. You don't want to go anymore. You don't want to get that food anymore. I just got sick of the prepackaged same meals all the time. Yeah, man. It's I I lasted a month, and I was like, uh, and I only did it because it was so such a big deal from your coupon. <laughs> you got me the great coupon. It only cost it like me like 80, tw- it cost me like twenty bucks for ten meals. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. They're like, damn, we didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I canceled it after that one go. They're like, hey, Anthony, you missed us yet? Where you been, man? <laughs> but no, I, I'm happy with Whole Foods. I mean, with uh, Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. But Whole Foods is the best for the for meats and fish. Well, yeah, yeah, it's 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 much better quality. But fish, I'm not man. driving twenty minutes to the grocery store every time. It is not twenty minutes away. When you factor in driving and then parking and then walking inside, it's 20 minutes until you walk inside the door. What the fuck else do you got going on? Hey, that's 40 minutes, all right? It's not 40 minutes. It's 10 minutes to get there. That's not true. Yeah, it is. Do it on your phone right now. Well, I know, but I'm factoring in parking and walking inside. Park near the entrance. (laughs) Jeez, I'm sorry. You have so much going on that you have to get home to. Yeah, I'm too busy, man. (laughs) (laughs) Let's look up the... How long it takes to drive there right no now? No more than 10 minutes, 12 minutes tops. The downtown one, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Pasadena, Arroyo, Seco. I know, I know, I know. The one in Glendale is also the same distance. They're both 3.3 miles away. 14-minute drive. Yeah, well, right now, it's school's getting out. It's all blue. It's 2.30. It's green and blue. School's getting out. It's green and blue. It's, well, listen. Cause it's, you know <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of excuses, man. No, listen. It's factoring you walking from the garage, <laughs> no, from the studio no, to your not. car. That's where it's factoring no, in. No, it's not. Well, that's what you would factor in. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm... Do you factor in the time it takes to, like, walk to go to the bathroom every day? 
No. Is that like a waste of time? No, that's that's a little too shouldn't, much. Shouldn't you go to the bathroom less frequently if you, if you want to save save on your time? I do, yeah. I do. Yeah, save your time. Walking, hold, it's better to hold it and then go so so much. Yeah, man. You can't be walking to the bathroom every hour. I got every a lot of work to do, man. I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> but I'm talking. Also, of, gas. I mean, this is a lot of gas. Gas is freaking crazy out here. It's almost three a, miles away. It's almost, no, you factor that in every week. That's next. Once a week, I'm driving six ex- miles total. An extra 15 minutes of driving every week. That's gas. Yeah, it is gas. And in, in, in a month, that's an hour of driving. Okay. That you don't have to do. That's from and gas is seven bucks here now. What do you want me to do? Ride a bicycle to the grocery store? I'm just trying to tell you that. <laughs> that's why I like going to Trader Joe's because it's it's less than it's half the distance. You're becoming even more frugal with age. <laughs> hey, I'm all about saving for the future, man. You sound like such a like a grandpa. It's gonna oh, it's gonna cost me so much gas to go to church today. Hey, gas is not four dollars anymore. All right, <laughs> remember when it was three, <laughs> six dollars? Well, I mean, I filled up yesterday. It was six eighty nine. Six eight. Which where did you go? Shell. Which one? Right down the street. It was five ninety nine when I just drove past it today. Well, it's tough shit for me then. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. It sucks to suck, bro. <laughs> yeah. I am totally fine driving six miles a week to get groceries. Hey, yeah. It's that, that's your life, man. That's my life. My car, <laughs> my car's, I get a lot of miles You do have gallon. good gas mileage yeah. for that. Oh, I'm sorry. Your Subaru can't keep up with my 32 to a gallon. Well, it could keep up. It's just a little more expensive. Yeah, but- just say you still drive a tiny car. So though. really, you're the one that's using way more gas than me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're worried about gas, just just get an Uber to go to the Whole Foods and then get, get Uber back. No, oh, that's that's. I'm ending this conversation right now because it's getting out of, out of control. <laughs> the hypotheticals. <laughs> just get like a bicycle. Get a motorcycle with like a rack behind it. <laughs> Shut up. Be like the pizza delivery guy, in Ninja Turtles too. <laughs> pizza time. Pizza time. Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> Secret of the Ooze is the best one. It's the most fun. Yeah. What's the one with the samurais? That's the, the samurai. The third one. That one's sick. Yeah. I like that one too. Yeah, they get they wake they're um in feudal Japan. Oh yeah, you're right. Time travel feudal feudal Japan. Man, I love Ninja Turtles. I wish they would could nail it with a reboot. They just they've tried it multiple times and I know Seth Rogen has his his animated one coming out soon. But they just haven't really been able to nail Ninja Turtles, which it's not that hard to nail Ninja Turtles. It's it works better as a TV show. Some the, things work better. As a the TV movies show. were great though. Yeah, but they would. I mean, I don't think people would like those movies now. I think that if the animatro- the animatronic faces and stuff. Dude, I love them. I think it'd work fine. Plus I think they, they're better. Animatronics in in pra- practical effects are so much more advanced than they even were twenty years ago. It's true. I think if, if they ago. do a Ninja Turtles movie, it should be like the old movies, not like CGI. I think I can't like the new ones. Like I watched the first one, I was like, they look just like video games. You know, remember when like. Old mo- movies with animals, it was not them, like, the filmmakers trying to move their mouths or anything. It was just, you heard the voice, and yeah. it was just a dog standing yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the, the coming home one, right? Yeah. It works fine. I saw a commercial the other day with two dogs looking out a window, and it's just humans talking as the dogs. The lips aren't, their mouths aren't moving to, like, mimic the words. It worked totally fine with me. I Homer wish, Bound. Yeah, Homer Bound, just like that. I wish studios would just, like, not give a F about it anymore. Just like, dude, just do a voice with a dog running around. Like, you don't have to train the dog. It to, does work. It, it works. works fine. It does work. We get it. Like, people yeah. get it. Audience members know what's going on. And also, kids, young kids are more um, open to believing uh, things that if they don't look 100%, they're more open to having like the imagination to finish the job. You know what I mean? To It's like, obviously, the Ninja Turtles' mouths aren't moving correctly, but as a kid, you're like, hey, it works fine. they're definitely talking. It, it works for me. Work, it's giant turtles yeah. with swords. Like yeah. it's, it's cool. Yeah. 
That, it works. I'm going to Bard K tonight. I'm going to be playing Ninja Turtles. Oh, you going in to a Bard few K? Hours. Yeah. Oh, nice. In, in like four hours, I'll be playing Ninja Turtles there. Heck yeah. It's going to be awesome. Cowabunga. <laughs> I still have a lot of tokens left. I have some too. You can have them. Because uh, we went with mom a month ago and I put twenty a $20 bill in the machine. And I got, I was like, then they were, the coins were coming out. And I was like, this is way too many tokens. <laughs> and then like, mom came out to me with a handful of coins. She's like, here you go. I was like, God damn it. Well, you I ran away. We were trying to let you know that we were getting tokens. I didn't run away. You were like, I'm running away. <laughs> we just got separated. Get away from me. <laughs> I think I just wanted to take a piss is all. And then I, I left the bathroom. The machine's there. So I was like, oh, we're going to put some money well, in there. It's not your fault, honestly, though, because usually at arcades or barcades, it's like expensive to play a game. It's like, yeah. four tokens but this place barcade it's is great one to two tokens max for yeah. a game and you got 80 tokens with yeah. the bill <laughs> i have a cup that's been sitting in my in my um on my dresser just waiting to be spent there i still have uh tokens from the the dis- arts district brewery oh really uh in downtown la yeah they have they have a few good things there but not not so much arcade games but they have like the physical games they have ski ball which ski is ball. fun but yeah. they always eat my quarters too yeah but ski ball is fun like the first two times you know what the uh, the talking animal thing just made me remember or think of is in the Nathan Fielder's new show, uh, the HBO Max one, the interview. The rehearsal. I mean the rehearsal, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's Remember the bit? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Where he he had the idea to hire a voice actor to voice an, an animal of like someone or a child who loses their pet. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dies, yeah. and so he had like one guy <laughs> responded to the ad on Craigslist to be the voice actor for a dog, and the idea is to help your child accept Get over the, fact the loss, that, accept yeah. the fact that their dog or their cat or, or their goldfish or whatever has passed away and they're in heaven. And it's just like this crude animation photo of the dog. It's like it's like. Hey, hey, buddy. Sorry, I died. <laughs> I'm really happy now. I miss you so much. Bye. <laughs> that show is ridiculous. That show is ridiculous. It's just like, it's like clip art. It's like uh, yeah. uh, the Canadians in South Park, the way they're melting. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Terrence and Phillip. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's so funny. <laughs> I love that show. Did you see him at the Mets game? Who Nathan Fielder? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they lost like a playoff and game, Emma Stone was next to him, yeah. and, like taking photos with uh, yeah. of, of it. It was really funny, hysterical. It's funny. Emma Stone's there, a movie star, but the crowd's going crazy for Nathan Fielder because he's just dead, dead, dead facing the camera. Well, Nathan Fielder is like it's he's a very unique celebrity because no one really knows what he's like. You know what I mean? Because I feel like on on the shows, except for maybe, it's, it's like hard to tell if it's all performance. Like, is it all performative? I think it's a hundred percent a performance, but he's just turned it into his personality. Yeah, that's that's possible. It's yeah. like the prestige, the magician with the goldfish. Exactly. Bowl. Yeah. It's like, is this the act? Like, wh- where is it? This is the persona. This is the act. The entire his entire existence on camera and in front of people. I think it's all an act. Like the I there was a moment in that show where I felt like we saw the the first instance of ever seeing seeing the real Nathan Fielder, and it was just like a, the a argument he was having with the with the Christian woman in the kitchen. Where she was talking about how Halloween was. Oh, when um, they came up with the costumes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, before, the, yeah, with the uh, when they were talking about the poop video. Okay, yeah. That he and the kid made, 
And then he was saying he was they were playing like Halloween stuff, and she said, "You know, Halloween is, is satanic." And he's and then, but then you, I, I think it was a moment where he snapped and dropped character because he goes, "Well, I mean, I, I what is?" He's like, "What isn't satanic?" I feel like I'm going to come home, and you're going to say, "Hey, this is satanic," and then that's satanic. It's like, and then he's he see the way he said that, I was like, "That's definitely not like his typical." Nathan Fielder, I think that was him dropping character for like a second. I think the show, well, I, I bet you there's not much of a difference between his character yeah, versus I, like obviously the real Nathan. He's not like Daniel Day-Lewis and performing like, but I, I'm sure it's like, I there's a used, certain I, version he, I of himself. I think he used his personality to create the version of Nathan Fielder that we see on TV and on shows and in, in comedy and everything like that. Like, especially like, because even his like late show performances when he's being interviewed, it's very hysterical. It's a very silly character or person that he does, but I think the sh- the inter- I mean the rehearsal because they're rolling constantly. Yeah, it's almost a reality show at the same time. So probably since there's so much coverage, he does have some of those slip ups where you see like, yeah. oh, that's a little different than what we normally see with them. I think it was him breaking out of frustration of the situation. There's a few like that even on his show, Nathan, for for you, where he has like great comebacks with people that are like very rude to him. And yeah, it's just like it's not exactly what he's usually like with his persona. But I think the guy is like a, a comedic genius, hands down. He's he's so damn funny. One of the best bits is uh, he was in a lawyer's office and he had he had managed to make the lawyer um, part of like some illegal scheme where the lawyer was uh, accountable. Oh yeah, for the- <laughs> and then he's in the lawyer's office. And they fight over the contract. No, because he makes the <laughs> he least. Makes, like, he makes him sign it, yeah. Because earlier in the episode, he had someone sign it's a contract. It's the con- Starbucks one, I think. Yeah, I think so. so. Earlier in the op- episode, he had someone sign a contract. He's like, you're going to read that through. They're like, no, no, I trust you. And then he does it to the yeah yeah he, he does it to the, the lawyer he does it to the lawyer he's like you, he's like here's the contract you can sign it and here's take your what, time reading it take your time reading it please do and the lawyer's like yeah no, it's no worries I trust you and then Nathan tells him that in the contract it shows that the guy will be completely yeah. financially obligated to yeah. pay all fines for yeah. like that that Nathan and then, could and then get. the lawyer's like oh, I didn't see that he, and then Nathan says did you read the contract and he goes. <laughs> I may not have read it. He says, so you're a lawyer and you didn't read the contract. <laughs> so the, funny. They, they get like in a fight over the table. Like, he <laughs> yeah, try, he jumps on the he table. and get it back from Nathan. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. I love it's shit, so like, ironic, but the guy he's on camera, he's like, "Oh, don't worry, this yeah. is like legit. I'll sign this contract without looking." After he like made sure that you should, he told he told Nathan like, "You gotta read every line of a contract yeah. that he doesn't do it himself." Yeah, uh, he used to be a comedy writer for comedians. He did Late Show. Yeah, work yeah a I lot think he too. I think he wrote for Seth Rogen too, for some of the, like Seth Rogen stuff. If I probably, read correctly. but yeah, he's he's like someone that like is Anthony Jeselnik, who also used to be like a Late Show comedy yes, writer. Just Jeselnik used to write for Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> And he said that. Have you do you know this? He said that he uh every he he said Jimmy Fallon never used the joke he wrote, and he was there for a year. So if you don't know Anthony Jeselnik, very dark, very offensive, and just like 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 he doesn't care what what the reaction is. He'll say whatever. And um, he's like Jimmy Carr. Yeah, yeah, like a modern day. And well, they're both modern day. Wait, Jimmy Carr? Jimmy Carr, the comedian. I don't think I know him. The British guy with the suit. You'd recognize his face probably sh- if I saw him. Yeah. yeah. But um, apparently he worked there for a year on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon, he would laugh at the jokes he would pitch, but then he would go, I can't say that. I can't say that. So even though like, he got paid for a year of work and he didn't even get anything on the show. Yeah, because Jimmy Fallon's show is really clean. Yeah, it's very clean. All show. talk shows are basically clean. Because when Fallon was coming up, when he was first starting his Late Show, his show was wildly popular. Like him and Leno were getting like similar ratings. Because he was time. coming off of SNL, yeah, which real was hard. absurd because he was just a rising star in the late night show community. And Leno, 
was Leno. And, Le- and Leno, like, he had the issues where he, like, they tried to fire him multiple times to let him go, but he was still the most popular. No one ever really topped Leno when he was doing late-night shows. Like, even Letterman was never really Leno's numbers. He was close. He was the number one for a while. But Fallon, but, yeah. Fallon was, like, pretty dead neck with Leno when Fallon started off his show, and it was really popular at first. I'm not a big fan of talk shows anymore. I used to watch them, but I don't know. I just don't... I mean, I think they've lost um, their like, creative creativity, and I don't know. I'm just... I, they seem too tame nowadays. It's kind of like SNL. Yeah. Yeah, I like SNL, and it's like the interviews are clearly scripted, and like everybody has talking points, and it doesn't feel like it used to feel back in the day. Like Occasionally, in, there's like moments that are... Um, unscripted. I think yeah. like sometimes on. I think if anyone does it unscripted, some stuff, some celebrities don't want the bullet point talk. The Kimmel does. Points. Kimmel it seems like some of his interviews aren't really super planned out. Like sometimes he has negative interviews. Like there's one with Joaquin Phoenix. I think it was him, where he like legitimately insulted Joaquin Phoenix, and Joaquin had to like keep keep his composure. Really? It was either him or Fallon. I can't remember. Uh-huh. But I think it might have been Kimmel. But um, Fallon. He he had the chance to be a movie star. He just didn't have it as an actor because when he left SNL, he did Fever Pitch and Taxi. And Fever Pitch was the Boston Red Sox baseball movie. That's, where, not, that's what people from Boston are like. Yeah, that, that's not what we're like. <laughs> but it was him and Drew Barrymore, and he's like a big-time Sox fan and introducing her to yeah, I'm at the, I got, I got a <laughs> season ticket to that. I got season tickets that guy. Fenway guy. Well, I go see the Sox play guy. They should really make a Bostonian should, like yeah. Fever Pitch movie. Like, oh if, my if God. it was like a real Bostonian and like Drew Barrymore, that yeah, would be funny. He'd be like a contractor. He'd be wearing Carhartt jackets. Yeah, like, drinking Dunkin' Dunkin' D's. D's all day. He was very unboston. Hey, hey, Drew, what's up, kid? How you doing? Yeah. He was like yeah. a guy who moved to Boston. That's what his character why was don't, like. Why don't we go to Jersey Mike's and get a sub, babe? <laughs> <laughs> and um, Taxi was the cop drama, cop comedy with Queen Latifah and Giselle Bunchen. But these two movies, they were I think they were modestly successful, but he just isn't, he's not an actor. He was great on SNL, but like as an actor in a movies, didn't quite work. So then when those two movies failed for him, then he made the transition into he's still extremely talented as an entertainer. And so I think finding the desk worked and suited his strengths a lot better than being an actor. Taxi drop taxi I mean, Fever Pitch made fifty million dollars. Wow. That's a lot. And then so taxi that made seventy mil. Yeah. Modest success. Yeah, modestly modest. Su- that was a pretty modest but I don't think people liked him in the movies. Because <laughs> he would have just kept making movies. Yeah, I guess he's not he, he's not a movie star. Yeah, he's not an actor. He's a comedian and same thing with Kimmel. Like yeah. it would be weird with Kimmel if Kimmel was leading a movie, it'd be weird. Yeah, if no every, I feel like people forget that Kimmel had probably the most offensive TV show in history. Yeah, the, the man, man show. show. <laughs> like I, I, I mean, we watched it because we were dumb kids and like every guy watched the man show, but girls the man, jumping on trampolines. That man, was one of the yeah. segments every show. The man show was incredibly offensive, it was incredibly sexist, it was incredibly misogynistic. Um, and also just encourage bad behavior for men. And I, I, I like Jimmy Kimmel, but like when he tries to act like he's on a high horse, I'm always like, remember when you had the man show for six <laughs> years, man? Like you, 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 he added so much toxic culture into the like man culture with that show. You, yeah. You could argue that. Yeah. You could. It's, yeah. I mean, you can definitely make that point. That was a show that I remember, like, we were kids. Yeah. We thought it was awesome when we were, like, yeah. 11. Yeah, we were, t- we were, like, 10, 12 years old. It's like, oh, this is what we're supposed to watch, right? This yeah. is great. It was, it, was, yeah. I th- it, was really bad. it was really bad for young kids to watch. It's a really bad show for kids to what watch. What do you think's worse for kids today? Is it TikTok or The Man Show? The Man Show, probably. 
I gotta see. I haven't seen it in so long. But like they would like physically judge women and make mm-hmm. fun of them and get and call them just by names and like what they looked like and and just the scenarios. They would have scenarios that would like treat women poorly or put them in uncomfortable situations. Like hit on like cat calling. Remember they would do like videos out on the street like cat calling women or uh-huh. like teasing women, like all sorts of stuff. And and just the, but the way they spoke about women and um like and men and like kind of like in an inferior way to men is the way they would often speak about women. Yeah, I definitely remember that. I haven't yeah. seen it or thought of it in twenty years. Like what like women being in like part of the, like they have to be in the household and gotta be in the kitchen stuff that that kind of tone towards women was constant in that show you're right now that i think about yeah. it I, it was terrible yeah it was so whenever whenever i see jimmy kimmel and he's trying to act like he's better than everyone i'm like dude the man show was terrible anthony's coming after kimmel coming today. after you kimmel you're he's never, too he's too big to cancel you're never gonna get it on that couch he's too big to cancel <laughs> <laughs> he's too big he would have been canceled recently anyways yeah. Because uh, I remember, who was it won an award, and he's just, like, laying on the stage, continuing Oh, the recently! Continuing yeah, the like, a, one of the, like, a music award or something. Was it the Emmys? I think it was an it Emmy. It was the Emmy. It was the actress on Abbott Elementary. She, no, it was the creator of a show. Hold on, let me, I, let I, me I can't Google remember it. her name. I, I believe she was the, the writer, and she won an Emmy for writing the show. Uh-huh. And the bit before that happened, there was, like, Jim, Jimmy Kimmel got, like, fake killed on stage and then he just yeah. stayed there while she was doing her Quinta accept- Quinta Brunson won the Emmy it's for writing right um she won for I'm sorry and so she was had to do her present her acceptance speech right, writing for a comedy series yeah so she had to do her acceptance speech with him like fake passed out on the ground it's just like that's not a good look that is I, it was horrible Be- and get off the stage yeah, man she, she like- won she won for Abbott Elementary and you can see uh, uh, the audience was like awkwardly laughing because they're on camera and it was the, it was a weird stage where there's people behind the yeah, stage as well like it was like a 360 back there but like for him to just keep doing that bit biggest bo- biggest moment of her life like let, so let dis- the bit go so disrespectful let the bit go it's, he was clearly making it about himself like he should have just once when the award was announced he should have gotten up I get you want to put on a good show you're hosting the show and you want you're trying to do this great comedy bit that you got, that you all think you came up with but he with. made it about himself yeah that's the problem made it about himself for sure I remember he he was almost like Twitter was coming after him that day the, the next day yeah. if he hasn't been cancelled by now he, he's not gonna get cancelled yeah, some people are uncancelable yeah. some people are they are I'm shocked he hasn't been canceled for the Man Show. It's r- ridiculous. Hey man, they're they just gonna bury that. They just, they <laughs> they dug that. No, I haven't even thought about that in, in like two decades. Yeah, they, they put that in a hole and they dug that thing up with a bunch of dirt. They just packed that, it in there. That was his brand though, because even when he was announced as the because him and Corolla co-hosted that. Yeah, they co- they co-hosted it together. But when Kimmel was um advertised for being the late night show, the new host and. I remember seeing the billboards and advertisements. That was still part of his brand. So the the advertisements had like like half naked women on the advertisements with him. Because yeah, it was never he never really did anything. He went from Man Show basically to, to late yeah, night, to right? Late night, I think yeah. so. And they were like, "Is mm-hmm. the guy?" I remember it was like, "Oh, it's the guy from the Man Show is hosting yeah. late night TV." It was like um oh four or oh five when he took over late night. What was that on Comedy Central? Late Show was um no the Man Show Spike TV the man oh Spike, Spike TV, TV maybe, maybe. yeah. I forgot about Spike TV. Let me let me look, look it up. Yeah, Google that thing, man. Google Google gets a lot of work on our oh, weekly yeah, chat on the weekly chats. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have any prep, so yeah, it's uh, lots of lots. Of, it's um, start. It aired in 1999 on Comedy Central. How in, many years? Uh, to 2004. Wow. Wow. 2004. 
what a year 2004 and it was. was created by Kimmel and Corolla they created it mm-hmm. 2004 Red Sox were in the World Series that was that was quite a, a year ago. man what, what a feeling to have like the city of Boston in terms of tension and being <laughs> irritable 24 7 there's a, a release <laughs> when the Red Sox were in the World Series where Everyone in Boston chilled out. They, we were at a nine constantly for our entire lives, but then the Red Sox won. And it was just like a six from then on. People six were still, and a half. Still irritable. Six, six and a half. But like, man, the, the tension just eased, eased in Boston. And also the way they won. Yeah, it was, it was, it was incredible. Because they, they swept in the World Series. They swept 4-0. But to get to the World Series was the real the real difficult task. In the ALCS that they, year was, so yeah, was both back-to-back years, ALCS against the Yankees. And it's the only time still in history where a team has has won from a 0-3 to three record in the ALCS because the Yankees won three in a row and then the Red Sox won four in a row. You know what's crazy? You could argue the two of the biggest sports comebacks of all time are from Boston sports oh, teams. Oh, yeah, so baby. So we have the Red Sox being down 0-3 to the Yankees in the ALCS in 2004 and then the... Atlanta. The Patriots being down and in the Super Bowl. Was it uh, 38 20, to th- 30, 28 to 3? 28 to 3 in, in Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. in Atlanta. Whew. Two biggest comebacks in history. I City think. of Champions. And not because it's like, the obviously, it's not the most amount of points or runs for a comeback, but the situation. Fourth quarter. Yeah. For it to be the Super Bowl and then for it to be, you know, elimin- every game, every four of those games, all four of those games were elimination games for the Red Sox. Oh, the Red Sox won. They yeah. had to keep winning or else they would have gone home. So just the fact that it's a situation, because there's been bigger comebacks in regular season games, absolutely. But for that situation, those situations on those nights, like that still never happened. Well, before. The probability of in then the fourth quarter, yeah, it was a, it was magic, man. It was like ninety nine point eight percent chance of losing at one point. Yeah. I think it was in the fourth quarter they yeah. they put that graphic up. It's unbelievable. Like the the odds of the Patriots winning. Of I spent I spent an entire quarter sitting on the floor depressed. And the halftime show was miserable to watch and sit through. I remember during the halftime show, I left and just took, like, I was pacing outside of the backyard. And there were two Atlanta <laughs> fans. We had a little Super Bowl party. There were two Atlanta fans there that were talking so much shit the whole time. And we were just, like, having the worst time. But we never gave up on our boys. You know what I was pissed about, though? Because we had, like, we invited a bunch of people over and friends of friends. And, I mean, we got a good amount of food set up. But hardly anyone brought anything. Yeah, I think that's it's, a really rude thing. I feel like it happens. Uh, I mean, I see it often. And nowadays, where like I would never go to a party without like empty-handed. I I was shocked how how few maybe people, two people brought food yeah. or brought drinks. And there drinks. ended up being like twenty people in the house. And we spent several hundred dollars on foods yeah. and drinks. And it wasn't it was like barely enough food to get by because no one brought anything. It's like, hey, you're welcome, dude. Like I was I was shocked. I was like, did none of you bring it? Like, I was like, oh, here come four more people without anything in their hands. You're you're twenty-eight and you're, you came empty-handed to a party. Come yeah. on, not just a party, a Super Bowl party. It's come like on. Super Bowl parties are essentially like a potluck. True, but I yeah. think any kind of party, I always bring, bring something. something. I don't, I bring don't know. How everyone does that, but I always, I don't like to go empty-handed to a party or home event or something like that. I think it's really respectful because the person is hosting the event and got set up and are handling it. It's just like a sign of respect to be like, hey, I'm bringing like this bottle of wine or six pack of yeah, beer or like bag just of tor- just, chips. T- just t- chips. bag of chips is enough. That's more than enough. I brought a salt and pepper shaker. That's something. Bada bang. Let's go. Here's some napkins. <laughs> yeah, anything. You're welcome for feeding you. <laughs> I don't even know you. <laughs> you're you're in my home eating my food. And drinking it, my beer. And you didn't even bring anything. Come on, guy. How dare you? And you're talking shit. How dare I? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a, I think it's very respectful to bring something, regardless. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm I always do that. 
Even if it's not a big party. Yeah, even if it's not a big party. Just bring something. Anything. Get some chips and boy cookies. Anything. Uh, I want some cookies right now. Thawed <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. I'm gonna get uh some cook. Oh, this weekend. Speaking of snacks, I'm going to uh, a Halloween Horror Nights on Monday night actually for Halloween. So I can't wait for that. But I'm definitely gonna get some butter beer and some good snacks while I'm there. Oh, nice. It's definitely gonna be, yeah. It's gonna be sick. Butter beer with Chase with whiskey. Whew, it's gonna be awesome. You know it. I'll oh, probably yeah. get two. Go crazy, but man. I'll probably get some more snacks too. You gotta get a photo of you fighting at a Death Eater, <laughs> like fist fighting. No, you can just have a wand. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna walk around with a wand. Just pretend to have the wand. Just forget it, man. <laughs> don't it. do it at all. Don't, just don't do it. I won't. But I'm gonna have a wonderful time. I can't wait. I think you will too. But how about we uh, wrap this wonderful time up? Weekly chat 28. <laughs> put in the can. Good. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. So for episodes this week, we had. House of the Dragon finale yesterday. On Monday, we did an episode on Modern Horror Boom, the current streak of great horror films we've been seeing the last five to ten years. Just shooting the shit about that. Tomorrow on Thursday, our episode will be on Black Black Adam. Adam. And then Monday, next week, will be an episode on... I'm editing it. uh, What's it called? It's uh, our Halloween episode. It's going to be on... You got it. The Exorcist. Exorcist. A cursed film. So we're not like analyzing The Exorcist. We're talking about the production of it and how people call it a cursed film and all the crazy things that are were involved with the production and connected it's to the production. very spooky. Including true crime, a couple murders, all sorts of crazy things, lots of odd deaths and occurrences that happen around the production, during the production, and connect to the production. So you won't want to miss that. And you won't have to have seen The Exorcist to enjoy the episode because Not it's, it's going to be a mix of true crime and, yeah. and like behind the scenes of the movie. Yeah, we don't really talk about the movie itself. So that one is going to be sick. So don't I really liked it. miss out. I thought it was really cool. And we got some. it's going to be a little more theatrical, and we changed things up to have some fun with it. And I'm really looking forward to you all checking also, it out. Also, we're in costume. We are in costume. So you definitely want to watch on YouTube and see what we're dressed up as. It's a lot of fun. All right, take care, everyone. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.